I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And the season is now upon us. Welcome to our podcast leading in to round one. We have to release it a day early here on Monday night. Uh, we also do not have the lineups as obviously they're going to get posted on Tuesday. But uh, for this first week, we need to get in uh, before the Thursday kickoff between the Roosters and the Rabbits. So coming up on this podcast, first off, we'll be speaking to Nick Tedeschi, the publisher of The Punter's Guide. He had that in 2013. It was a great success. We'll be talking to him again about 2014 Punter's Guide as well as his predictions for the season ahead. Uh, After him, we'll have MG on. As always, he'll also be giving us his thoughts and predictions for the upcoming season in 2014. Sporting Bet is our new betting sponsor. We were with Centibet, and uh, we've moved on now to Big Brother Sporting Bet. So Andrew Brown will be joining us from Sporting Bet with all the odds and the lines for the upcoming fixtures. And then everybody's favourite at the end of the show, we'll have Mr Gossip on with any predictions for 2014, his news, and we'll be starting our tipping comp up again and finishing off with me and Brock discussing uh, the games coming up in round one of the 2014 NRL season uh, to the best of our ability as we obviously don't have the lineups. But for now, let's jump straight into our interview with Nick Tedeschi. Alrighty, welcome uh, Nick Tedeschi, who's, uh, we had him on last year, released his punters guide for 2013, and he's back again in 2014 with another edition, and uh, I've got to say, mate, it's a pretty good read as always for the punters. Oh, thanks very much, it's, uh, it's good to be back on, boys, it's, uh, it's a great podcast, and uh, yeah, look, it's uh, uh, plenty worse than the punters guide in the 2014 season, it's bigger and better than the, the last three years, and I uh, hope it'll keep on growing as a, as a brand, but well, this is a book not just for uh, not just for gamblers or pundits. It's a book for anyone who loves footy and hopefully it gives uh, a few new angles to, to fans as to how their team will travel. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably a leader in terms of. Um Statistics, I think, personally, and especially as a coach, um, there's some stuff in here that I don't think NRL clubs are, are keeping track of. So um, last season, mate, we, we had a chat about just some different things. If you're going to have a bet, um, I remember one thing stuck in my mind. If we're backing in the wet, back the unders. Um, that was one thing that uh, stuck in my head. Was there anything that came out of last year that you think is relevant uh, moving forward into 2014? Oh, look, it's, it's very much the, the, the same thing there, mate. Uh, if, it's, if it's in the wet, uh, uh, back down. The, the one, one, one significant change, uh, and I think it's certainly going to play a, a bigger impact this year, was uh, uh, the game certainly sped up a bit more last year with the, uh, a few few rule tweaks, and, uh, uh, and, and overs were much more back in it than they had been in previous years. Now, I think with the new, the new uh, rules relating to, to uh, tax 
not replacing scrums in certain situations and uh, and, and the zero tackle from a 20 metre tap I think uh, we want to see a faster game I think uh, you'd be looking at the overs this year a lot more often than you probably would have obviously games in the wet you want to keep away from but uh, that's one little angle that came out of it uh, yeah. another angle that came out last year one team's getting a little more points uh, you've just got to be on them every time doesn't matter if they're a terrible team like the West Tigers Parramatta they covered a lot last year mm. they've covered a lot for the last four or five years and you just need to be on that home underdog with the start every yeah. time and they get a big stuff. It's funny you said about the uh, new rules because we've um, obviously started the junior rep season at Penrith and we're having a look at just sort of how many plays in, in comparison to last year with the you know the rule, new rule changes and um, I think on average in an, uh, in a Harold Matthews game which is a 60 minutes we're getting probably 30 or 40 more plays than what we did last season so um, it is relevant and I suppose the NRL is going to be even more than that so that, that's huge and exactly right. And, they, and even rules like uh, uh, the captain's only allowed to come out once and a half. That's, well, that's not taking any time off the clock usually. It, uh, it, it's, not, it's stopping teams from getting a breather. I think it's sort of said a open football. So yeah. I've been there. There's a lot changes. I think, uh, I think once, once teams are want to see a lot more points. Yeah, I think also it suits the more mobile, fitter team as well. Um, we we played the doggies last week and they're a, a big pack and um, they sort of they really fatigued at the back end of both halves because the, the game's just so free flowing. It's got to be sort of a double knock on or a kick out into touch um, where you get a scrum. Otherwise, the, the guys aren't getting any breaks. So it's going to be Absolutely. really interesting. It's, it's taking the game back to the man, which I think is a, a, a very good thing. I think it, uh, the game went in the mid nineties when I went to London and changed went too far towards helping the big the big man. Mm. I think. Uh, over the last kind of seven or eight years, it's kind of been pulled back a little bit. These rules are really you know, helping ensure that the back end of the halves, little little dodgy uh, halfbacks, five eights, fullbacks, they'll be able to really entertain and really really put some points on. Nick, one for me that I love is the uh, close but no cigar, and I was just amazed to see, uh, you know, how it flipped year after year, and as far as the close games were concerned. Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, uh, we measure close games in here by uh, uh, wins or losses of uh, six points or less. You know, one try could be the bounce of a ball, could you know, could be an intercept. But that kind of luck tends to even itself over, out over a period of time. And as you see in the, the front of the book, teams, you know, teams with a very good record in close games and they always come back to the field uh, the next year and teams have rotten luck in close games. The prime example is Cronulla in 2008. They had a, a ridiculous record over 13-3 in close games. Uh, what I've said is that they've probably been overrated. They've had their fair share of luck. They'll probably come back to the pack the next year. They certainly didn't. And the team to look out for this year is the Roosters. They went 7-2 and two in close games last year. And they might, uh, they might come back to the pack. And I, I know most pundits are tipping to be back in the grand final, but that's very much a case of uh, every year the defending premiers are tipped to go around again. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll probably out of mind here, but uh, I don't think I'll be in the grand final. I don't think I'll be in the top four. Oh, there you go. Fairly big prediction. <laughs> uh, the other one for me is the the forecast ladder. I had a look at that at the end there, and obviously it's published before injuries and all those kind of things. But I had Newcastle running second. Um, yeah, look, I've just checked it with some Newcastle and the Guardian, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, look, I, I, they're one of those sides. The rule changes really, really suit a very mobile side. Mm. I think these new rules also suit uh, your, your punchy outside backs, so your, your type of you know, Dan Gagai's and, and Joseph Lillias and Lewis. Uh, who can really bust a line open and you get them, get them involved in front of tied forwards I think they're going to have a really good year 
Well, the loss of Jared Mullen certainly helps, and they haven't had the best off season with uh, no. with incident after incident. Uh, yeah. And lots of Russell Pack guys. I was quite excited about him arriving in Newcastle. He's uh, he's exactly the kind of player that, that they needed. Look, lots of Jared Mullen. I like Mullen without without loving him. I don't think he's a huge blow as long as they kind of do the right thing. And without, you know, I think the right move is probably playing Darius Boyd and follow that. I think they'll be they'll be fine there. Uh, I think the rules suit them. I love their depth across the board. They've got a pack. They've got a pack to envy any pack. Their yeah, back row: Scott, Smith, Rockow, Houston, McKinnon. Yeah, the list goes on. So I think they're a tough team. And Wayne Bennett, he get he gets when Wayne, when Wayne Bennett improves the team, they tend to progress too much next year. I, I think they'll be. Well, that's the one thing on their on their side. That's for sure. The super coach, mm. um, and it's. I think I've had a look at some you know previews and um, you know sort of media releases and stuff that are having a look preseason. I don't think a lot of people have accounted for the rule changes. I think they've just done the you know the general generalised previews and not sort of looked too too hard at it. But um, I did have a look at it. I sort of thought um, teams like you know the Titans and, and sides like that that are <laughs> play a little bit more football. It might suit them um, because they, they tend to want to throw the ball around and play up tempo a little bit. Um, and so Penrith are another team I think who are really going to flow under these rules. Yeah, the fast back line. Yeah, a line to take on those those kind of flex players. Yeah, kind of play in the back line, play anywhere, do a lot of things right. They are really well suited to, to new rule changes. Yeah, when we talk about general previews, the one that really annoyed me over the last few days, as you know, you obviously take an interest in what people involved with football got to say, but NRL.com, they put up their previews. Half the time, they're not even willing to hang it out there and predict a place. They're giving teams within a range of four spots, or we think they might be in the bottom four. It's, you know, it's a bit broad, yeah. a bit broad in general. I think you'd be a little more direct if you're the direct source of information as far as previews are concerned. Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's always annoying to see, see people sit on the fence, and it's certainly something you won't get on the punter's guide. Uh, uh, for good or ill, uh, I'll take a stance, and, and uh, sometimes it pays off, sometimes not. And I think one of the one of the problems with, with the previews is uh, I think a lot of people actually, uh, you know, in their mind, they, they kind of almost rewrite history, rewrite what happened, rewrote what happened last year. Yeah. Mm. And then all they do is remember the, the, the positive of the Roosters. The Roosters were a great team last year. No question at all, deserved to win the comp. They're the best team by a long way. But, you know, teams like South, they faded in the finals. But South were with, with, with the Roosters the entire way last year. Uh, and teams like Newcastle, they come, they come really good in the finals last year. And you've got to you know, look at what makes a team good, what makes a team struggle, and, and adjust to those changes. Not just go, well, Ben Barber's going to the Broncos, so all of a sudden going to have a great year. Well, I agree with you there. Like from being a football player, not somebody just writing in the paper. I think Ben Barber leaving is probably the best thing that could have happened because there seemed to be a lot more, uh, you know, problems culture-wise or within the team rather than just his playing ability on the field, which we definitely didn't see last year. Yeah. So, well, mate. we all know that it's the eighty minutes on the field is the shortest amount of time during the week, isn't it, really? I mean, that's not a representation of what's going on for the, you know, 99.9% of the, the time that they spend, which is the rest of the week. Um, and if they're not getting along behind closed doors, and which was pretty clear they weren't last year, um, it does have its effect on the field, that's for sure. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. Look, it's uh, uh, Ben Barber had to go from Canberra. I don't think there's any question about that. The only kind of concern for, from, from Canterbury's point of view is their, their inability or their, their uh, inability to, uh, to get Josh Hoffman from Brisbane. Look, yeah. uh, getting rid of Barber was a, a smart move, uh, but probably should have negotiated the uh, Hoffman's uh, release uh, yeah, within, the, uh, uh, within that deal. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, I'm very surprised that they you know, couldn't come to a mutual agreement seeing they did that deal. I would have thought the Broncos would have come to the ballpark a little bit more and maybe said, well, look, uh, you know, we handed over that money and we took him off your hands. How about we just do the reverse and meet in the middle again? So nobody's really lost out. We've both got a fullback. They're both happy. But uh, it doesn't seem to be going down with that kind of diplomacy, which really surprises me. Yeah. I think they call Canterbury to have a very, uh, uh, I guess, a, 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 time, a transitional time when, when Tom Greenberg was just on his way out. Yeah. Raylene Castle was just finding a seat. I think Raylene will be, will be a good chief executive one day, but I think at the moment, you know, she's, she's probably still just finding a seat at first, first full off season. And, and maybe, uh, maybe took the Bronco is a little too uh, much at, uh, at face day there. And, and, and probably hasn't had a uh, fair share of uh, the uh, underhanded politics of his rugby league. Yeah, very much so. Especially with them playing each other round one as well. I think there's yeah. a bit of fun and games going on because of that. Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Hoffman was always to count about after that game. So. Yeah, that's sort of what we're hearing, so... It'll well, be yeah. interesting to see if it happens. Well, I hope so, just for Hoffman's sake. Not, you know, It's not that I'm a Bulldog supporter or, or Hoff, I've got much interest, but he's too good to be sitting on a wing up there. Mm. That's for sure. But, uh, when you look at their key position and the lack of creativity they've got up there, it's, it's astonishing that, uh, that Hodges would come out of the pre-season and declare not good enough uh, to, to, to him to be shuffled around all last year. So, and because they made some very odd decisions last year. I thought Corey Norman was one of their best players before he got sacked. Yeah, yeah so we agree, agree. Was, um, Deserving a fullback, and there's some very odd things done last year, and uh, it doesn't look like too much has changed yet. There, looking at their recent trials. Yeah, well, we had a bit of banter the other day with somebody on Face. Uh, it was at Twitter who was just hammering Andrew McCulloch, but Andrew McCulloch was the emerging, uh, you know, Queensland hooker behind Cameron Smith before Griffin somehow last year decided that he was a 40-minute player and he'd play Peter Wallace part-time in a position that he's never played, and he pretty much just ruined Andrew McCulloch. Mm. It was astonishing, and I'm, I'm a big rapper, Andrew McCullough. He's, yeah, he's a kid who's got 120 games under his belt already. Yeah. He, he, what, he's 23, 24. I think he's, uh, he's doing his best. I think with the, the right kind of coaching and, and getting his confidence back. He's one of the talkers in the game that can play at the minute. It's the whole yeah, exactly. 40 minute hooker thing. I wouldn't say it's been proven to be a, a fallacy, but it's generally seemed to have been a, a waste of a couple of replacements and a, and a position spot. In recent times, yeah, the good hookers play 80 minutes. Yeah, clubs like Penrith do it really well because we've got different types of players, Seguiaro and, and Kingston. Kingston still put that play right. Play, yeah. And that, that's the kind of right way to play. Playing just yeah, Ben Hunt and McCulloch and then McCulloch and Wallace. That's so mad, it's a month. Yeah, I've got to say, realistically, we all know there's only really three big 80-minute hookers in Luke, Farrah and Smith, but I really thought that Friend and McCulloch were the other two that were justified to be playing uh, 80 minutes for their clubs at all time, yeah. and, and Michael Innes, obviously, as well. But, and uh, even Matty Ballon, you know? Some yeah, like well, Matty Ballon as well. Going. And regardless, I think Emerson's certainly dropped off in his, his contribution in recent times, but 
I'd rather see him play 80 minutes than, than just have a pointless guy on the bench come yeah. on and play 15 minutes off the, off the pine for, for no real reason at all. Well, this was our big bugbear during yeah. Origin. Well, I don't, don't like this about... <laughs> I don't like it about Mortimer with the Roosters, to be honest. I think he's yeah. a wasted spot on their bench. Yeah, especially with the, with the guys they've got you know, in their squad. But the, the fact that Laurie Daly picked bloody Josh Reynolds and didn't play him in Game 1, I know we won Game 1, but went around in Game 2 and, and uh, didn't play him. It was just... Really, really strange. The other one for me... If you've got a utility, you've got to have a utility. You can play lost board and at least give it 25, right. 30 minutes. Uh, I know Kirk Gilly can do that. You know, Greg Bird, if he was off, off the bench, does that with Lewis. You can't go you know, play a Jamie Bearer, you know, I've known teams that are playing. Or George Reynolds, who's very much a specific uh, uh, five-eight halfback. Yeah, oh, just in case there's injury. If there's injury, well, then you're probably going to lose the game anyway. Mm. Yeah. Exactly right. I, I, I don't understand why you uh, you would coach for something that might happen. You, you need to coach for you know what you uh, you know before a ball's kicked, what you think is more likely to happen, which is you probably won't get an injury. Um, and you just pick your best side to give you the best chance to win the game. It's just ridiculous. Uh, absolutely, and uh, it, it made no sense to me last year. And, uh, Sadly, I think it'll probably happening in this year. Uh, New South Wales decided to never spend a lot of too much time. So there's a lot of football there. I imagine we'll have a utility to get used to. Mm. Yeah, we love doing it. But uh, moving on, we're going to grab some predictions from you to, uh, uh, as far as the 2014 season is concerned. Uh, what do you think about the Premiers? Who's going to win the comp in your eyes? Uh, look, I've got, I've got South Sydney on top. I know they've had a tough off-season. I think this is their last chance. Uh, in this little window here, Michael McGuire is a, an excellent coach. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love the addition of Luke Keary. His absence has kind of made me a lot more nervous than Jared Mullen's absence of, uh, at Newcastle. But uh, um, what I like about Luke Keary is just adds that little little element of attack that uh, and creativity that was really missing from South last year when they when they sold it to Manly. Uh, I guess the elite team South really struggled to score points. I love the balance of their side. Sutton gun lock was a great move. Uh, love the emergence of Dylan Walker, Luke Keary, a little bit of a concern. Outside backs are worried, but great pack. Mm-hmm. Great key position play. Isaac Luke might be the most underrated player in the game. So. He is at the moment, I think. Pretty yeah. close to it. And what? So, minor premiership, you think they might get over the line as well, or somebody else? Uh, look, I've got, I've got them on top uh, of the minor premiership. But, uh, yep. Obviously, it's very hard to yeah, predict a, a premier. You know, just go straight off and uh, mm-hmm. do, I think, the best team are confident, and that's South. I've got South and South probably hanging at the moment Newcastle in the, in the grand final. Well, I mean, South have got uh, a few international players as well, so they don't lose them to Origin. So they're in a better position than probably, you know, your Melbourne, your Roosters, uh, these sides that we probably expect to be up there in the running as well because they, they're going to lose Origin players, whereas South aren't probably going to lose as many. Oh, absolutely. Like, South will lose, lose Greg Inglis and uh, yeah, a couple of back rows that Queensland have got, but they're not, not significant losses to no. McQueen. No. Uh, yeah, they'll still get their hooker. Unless Adam Reynolds gets his, uh, uh, gets the call up for the number seven, I think that'll be, that'll be just fun. Yeah. Well, what about your spoon, mate? This is the one that a lot of people have a bit of argument over, but who do you reckon? Well, I've, uh, I've, I've successfully to Paramount in the last two years, spoon, and uh, I've got a pretty good odds, actually. So, we've got uh, $14 and $8 in the last two years, but uh, this year, uh, I think it's a racing soon. Not involving Paramount, because I'm going to be doing a, a few right moves. I, I should be off the bottom line of this year. He's between Canberra and the West Tigers, and uh, look, while the West Tigers probably have a, a roster that is probably better suited to the future than Canberra, I think that uh, the Tigers are probably the ones at the moment. 
Mm. Yep. Well, Dalian Medalist, do you see anyone emerging new for that, or do you reckon we're going to see the same old names? So hard to predict, isn't it, with the current voting system? It's very, very difficult. And uh, well, it might be bugged there with the Dalian is that, uh, you know, you see the, the Brownlow Medalist, a 3 2 1, it's such an event that night. You know, people yeah, it's are top. thrilled. There's a lot of betting around it, there's a lot of you know, fun with it. Uh, and, and we just put them in the paint for the first 16 rounds, and there's very little fan on the Dalian. It's ridiculous. It's a great award. I'd like to see them change it. Yeah. That's yeah. been my bugbear for a while. But uh, look, contenders, look, I think uh, I think Daly Chair is going to be very, very hard to pot again. But two, I like it. A decent odds. I think uh, uh, well worth looking, looking into. I think Darius Boyd, I know he's not a popular player, but very, very talented. I think he's, I've got the feeling he's due for a very big year. And Sam Tompkins of the Warriors. I, I love what I saw from the Nines. I know there's a lot of question marks over how how an Englishman will do over here in Australia. I think that he will have sensational. I think he's really going to attract the uh, the voters this year. Yeah, he's impressed. He's impressed me in his first two outings. That's for sure. And you get pretty good odds on him as well. So mm-hmm. that's one to keep your eyes out for. Uh, top point scorer and a try scorer. You got any ideas on those? Oh, look, they're always, uh, always difficult. One point scorer who I uh, always have a fond for backing is uh, Jamie Stout. I mean, Penrith has scored a lot of points this year. They were a very good back line. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Jimmy Chow, as he likes to call himself, I think he'll, uh, he'll uh, score plenty of points this year. Oh, try scorers always very wide open. Uh, yeah, you always got your likes of Quilly Awate, Manu Vatavai uh, up the top. I'm not saying you'll beat top try score, but one I like at, uh, at very big odds, about 151, is Justin O'Neill of Melbourne. I think Melbourne will do a lot better than most in terms of uh, a forecast. And if, if he's going to start the season around one, I know he's, he's in doubt. I think he'll, uh, he'll get uh, plenty of tries this year. I think you, know, you get uh, a lot of players like uh, uh, North Queensland, Kyle Felt. He'll have a very good year. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and at, uh, at the Roosters, I think Daniel Tupo. He's up for plenty of tries. Nathan Merritt always scores a few, but for me, uh, I was one bit of smoke. He drops on now. Justin O'Neill, yeah, my smoke is Josh Mansour. I think he might get a few more now that he's paired up with Faro. But uh, two more, your dark horse, who you think is uh, one that's going to sneak under the radar, and a slider, a team that everyone kind of thinks is going to kill it, but you reckon they'll fall away a little bit? Oh, look, I'll probably talk about Newcastle, so that'd very much be a, a dark horse. Uh, another dark horse I've got, which I guess I've been pretty well found this year, but uh, uh, I think they're a big improvement this year is Penrith. I really like what they've done. I, I love Ivan Cleary as a coach. I think he's a, a wonderful mentor. He's doing all the right reins out there at uh, the Panthers. Uh, the team that, that most of think will do well, the, the Roosters. I think the Roosters will make the eight. But I don't know that they're going to be as dominant as they were last year. Mm. They've had, a, uh, uh, they've had a, a very long off season. They've had a lot of players at the World Cup. It's, you know, they had everything go right to the last year. They made some very good. Uh, Good recruitment decisions, you know, everything went their way. Maloney came through, Jennings came through, both had a pretty dicey year before. I, I think the Roosters probably fall out of the top four and, you know, uh, sneak into the eight, but uh, not, not the dominant powerhouse that you're projecting. Mm, fair enough. And our final question, mate if you had one last bet, $100, what would be your absolute certainty this year? What would you chuck 100 on? Yeah, but uh, they're, they're, that's, that's absolutely bad. That's why I'm going to hit that bit away for a while. 
Mm. That's, uh, that's probably it. Yeah, better than bank interest, huh? Yeah, well, I'm about to say, I'm a fan, so I'm biased, but why are the big three there? I don't care. They, you know, they won't be falling out They're of the, making the until those right. blokes are gone. Exactly right. You get, uh, you get those three, and, uh, and arguably the best coach in general history in Craig Bellamy. Mm. Most definitely. Well, Nick Tedeschi, mate, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, I'm sure the punters' guide will be just as successful this year as it was in previous years, and we look forward to talking to you throughout the year. Pleasure. Look forward to chatting to you, boss. All right, no worries, mate. Have a good one. For all the latest rugby league gear, heading to Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield, and Campbelltown Mall Store, or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and legends. Well, now we have MG on board to get his thoughts about the upcoming season. And welcome back, big fella. Yeah, boys, uh, big off-season, um, long off-season. Um, I tell you what, I'm pretty pumped uh, about 2014, especially being a, a Panther man. Oh yeah, I think they're going to go real good, big fella. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's that air of about it, isn't there? You, you, you kind of, the whole town feels it when um, their local footy team's about to do something special. And um, I remember seeing this same way back in the late 80s, early 90s about our, our footy team, so... Well, it's been um, three years in the making. Know. Yeah, three years in the making, that's for sure. So. Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, I think we've... I want to say weave. I'm number one ticket holder, so I've got to say weave. Um, I'm probably the. I think I've got tickets, but I'm probably the 9,000th bloody number. Yeah, no, actually, I was going to say this, this bloke. <laughs> this bloke can't mention the Panthers without chucking himself in there somewhere every time we do a podcast. Oh please. <laughs> yeah, but I am. I'm, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So recruited well. Um, a few injuries, I suppose, early on, but every every team seems to have gotten injuries from the nines. Yeah. And. Uh, have a rethink about maybe the schedule for that. I don't know. Yeah, well, now that today they're talking about obviously you've got the international fixtures, the origins, they want to bring back the All Star game and they want to have the nines, but I'm agreeing with most of the coaches and the players association and saying that there's just way too much going on. Yeah, well, um, I, I don't believe that any club should thought their injury time would be so big. Yeah. You know? um, and. When, when we look at like look on the surface of it, everything, in the back page of the Telegraph, read part for the nines, um, worrying success, but, um, but lots, lots of change. Um, but, and then you, you say, okay, you look, the, the good overrode over the, the bad in the nines, but did it? Um, some major injuries some, to some major players, which probably suggests that this type of footy, which is probably 30 to 40 percent faster than. NRL because you're, you're doing a lot more in a bigger space and um, the bodies just probably aren't ready for that type of bending and, and, and zipping around and, and, and stretching uh, that early in the season and I suppose back to back games when you cool down and try and warm up again it's that's what we're saying, hamstring injuries. Well, that was my yeah. that was my only issue with it. Like, yeah, yeah you're warming up, up, cooling down, and then even late on the Sunday, I, I think they probably should play more games on the Saturday and maybe just have the finals on the on the Sunday. Um, so you've only well, got no, half no, the no, amount no, of teams. No, 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 I, love, I love the concept, and I, and I think if you have to look at the positives versus negatives, it's probably, now that you look at the injury, probably 70-30 in, in favour of the, the nines, where it was probably 100 
percent to nil, but, you know, in that kind of category after the game. So um, I know I know Penrith have got a couple of injuries. I know um, Newcastle got a major one. You know, he's Marlon after twelve weeks is, is massive. He's um, he's just starting to to say after so long starting to look good um, and, and living up to the promise. You know, he's he's got so much talent. The in the last year and maybe even the first couple of games of the Norns I thought oh, wow he looks different a bit like yeah. Pierce for the Roosters so well, there's questions over Barber as well I'm pretty sure he's right to go for round one and Luke Keary that's obviously throwing a spinner in the works as far as uh, South's plans were concerned but they've got Dylan Walker there but after watching the Nines mate uh, the World Club Challenge and hearing some of the trial results is there anything that's uh, jumped out to you any teams or anything in particular that's jumping out to you leading into the 2014 season oh one team yeah, it stands right out like dogs' cags. You know, that's uh, that's the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors um, The Warriors, Warriors come out to play. Hey. Yeah, they, um, they look they look superb in the nines, and I thought, well, uh, Sean Johnson in nines, well, that's a perfect fit. But then they played Broncos, and Broncos, for all intents and purposes, were pretty well full strength without Ben Barber um, mm. and Justin Hodges. That was uh, pretty much it. So. Yeah, mate, you know, they've got their, uh, their, their bum smack. So, um, well, they're standing out, but it's a too early, I suppose, you know, to, 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 to get any real form. Um, I suppose the only thing you can go by is who's uh, gone where in the off-season. And if you're looking at that, you're looking at Penrith, who've probably done the best signing. Um, the Dragons got a couple of good halves, but it's, the jury's out on them. Um, mm. You know, um, I think the Cowboys have recruited pretty well, too. So there's a few teams that have recruited well, um, for this year, um, there's a few teams that basically didn't buy anybody like the Raiders. Uh, I think bought young Baptiste and another young kid. And, yeah, bought uh, Seth too. I'm not, I'm not sure about the Titans either, but um, no. Look, you've got to think the Roosters there. You know, Roosters after the World Cup Challenge. You know, if Sonia Bill Williams is doing this type of pass, these type of passes in round, not even round one, and they're not sticking. Imagine round. Yeah, 19 or 20 when they are sticking, he's doing five or six a game. So mm. the, the skill level is going to increase a lot. But uh, the rest is a look, if, if I was a betting man, I'm, I'm, I'd have one occasional flutter. Um, you've got to think that the Roosters would have to start favourites and, and look like the first team since, what, the Broncos back in the early 90s to go back-to-back? Yeah, on exposed form, they, they certainly look like it. Last year, they only used 25 players, so the the issue for them is going to be if they sustain injuries, can they sustain their form? Um, but other than that, on the surface of things, they definitely look the uh, the best team, that's for sure. Well, you'd think as well, with 16 of the 17 grand final uh, you know, team being back this year, only having lost one or two blokes like Kennedy and O'Donnell, they've already got ready-made replacements in Napa, Evans and Remy Casti comes over. You'd think they'd be even better this year. Kane Evans. You know? Kane Evans in mix as well. Oh, I yeah, love exactly. Kane Evans. He's, he's yeah. a brilliant player. But I think they should be, realistically, the only thing for me that can stop them, like you said, is injury or their egos. Because usually... We've seen it before at the Roosters over the past probably six to seven years. It seems to go good season, bad season, good season, bad season. Like every time yeah. they seem to lay uh, some kind of foundation, the, the next year turns into grog and all kinds of problems. But I, I can't see that happening to Robinson and not after a premiership season like they've had. No, you, you mentioned one name there, which is the, the, the key. That's Robinson. Mm. He's um, uh, Gutsy Wall, who I do the, um, the yeah. girl team with in the morning. He um, has all to do with the Roosters, obviously loves the Roosters and he said that um, he went to last year. He went and had lunch with the um, with the Roosters, and he said the respect that the players have for Robinson is he's never seen it before in any sport. Um, he speaks them like men, and they they return the favour. And you know, I suppose having the respect of your players is, is, is paramount in 
um, in any coach, if you're going to be a coach, you, the coaching comes with it. It's getting their respect, which is the hardest thing to do as a, a coach. And the way he's uh, massaged the egos there at Roosters and, and got him playing their best footy, well, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, it's a genius. But I still... I still think if, uh, if anything untoward happened to Sonny Bill Williams, they'd be in trouble. Um, mm. he's, he has such a presence and he's such a defence drawer that, you know, when he's standing out wide or you've got four bikes basically going, well, what's he going to do? Um, if something happened to him, that you might say, I'll come back to the field a lot. Um, but saying that, Boy Cordner is only 22 and he's done it all. So, um, for every player they've got a con, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Plenty of depth and plenty of young players. Well, we've got the others that are hanging around the top as usual, your Manly's, your Melbourne, your Souths. Do you see any of those teams sliding, or do you think that top four is uh, still pretty much separate from the rest of the comp? Um, you've got to think so. Um, you've got to think they're, they're separate, even without a ball kick. Uh, just basically, you look at, the, um, look at them on paper, you know, the big three in, in New, uh, Melbourne. You've, you've got the Stewart brothers and, and, and the halves, um, which, and you know, Jamie Lyon. With uh, Jason King was out most of the last year as well, so he's he's a pretty powerful forward to come back as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Rabbitohs, you know, uh, who knows? <clears throat> they're they're the team that maybe if I had to if I had to select any team that might slip a bit, um, it could be them. You know, they unlike the team that Williams, uh, I think <clears throat> with Union, uh, they kind of knew that he was going to his cards are on the table. But I think it's just come a bit of a shock to to the Rabbitohs players about Sam Burgess leaving at the end of this year. Absolutely. Um, and you might see a subconscious drop in form, you know, from all concerned because of the fact that the the eyes are now on another prize, even though as much as people say, I'm going to concentrate on this year, and, and Sonny Bill Williams did it last year, but there's only one Sonny Bill Williams. There's no doubt about that. Well, some uh, questions leading into the season, seeing it is our predictions episode, and uh, mate... Uh, the first one is the Premiers. Who do you think will win the comp? Do you think the Roosters can go back-to-back, or is there someone else in your mind? Mate, I, I, I think they can. Yeah, I think the Roosters, and I think the Warriors are going to have a, a, a year that will finish in the top four. Um, also, like the Cowboys, I think it's going to be out of them three, maybe with a, with a boulder like a, um, a Panthers or a, um, you know, like, well, who knows what the Sharks are going to bring to the table. You know, mm, on, four, yeah. on paper, they've got a an unbelievable team, but the turmoil they've been through, you, you know, you couldn't forgive them. You, you forgive them for saying that, geez, enough's enough. But, you know, they can do anything. Um, but, yeah, at the moment, mate, I would say that um, oh, if I had to put my, you know, what's on the line, I would say that the Roosters will play uh, the Cowboys in the grand final. Yeah, yeah, I like the Cowboys as my improver. I think uh, they were pretty unlucky last year. They started the season um, slower than probably what we expected, and then Origin hit them. And, uh, they, it was a miracle that they made the finals. I think they had to win six or seven games straight to make the finals. And then, again, they got blundered out um, on the back of a rubbish refereeing decision and some controversy. So uh, I think the, the change of uh, coach will, will be good for them because Henry was there for a long period of time. I think Henry's a really good coach, but uh, some of the players there just looked like they needed needed a change. And uh, I think um, if, if they get a little bit of luck on their side this year, plus the, the new coach and Thurston's just won the golden boot, I, I really see them improving. Yeah. What about Lewis? Mate, I'm pretty much on the Roosters bandwagon. It's uh, not that I'm the biggest fan. I'm obviously a Melbourne bloke. I think we'll still be kind of around the mix, but I think with the, the big three agent and a couple of off-season surgeries, I'm a little more worried with our situation this year. But the Roosters, for me, I don't know how uh, they can miss out on the top four or the grand final and Outside of that, I'm probably uh, looking at the Warriors with one eye, and I, after what I've seen, I'm blown away. I think they've probably got 
uh, better depth than most in key positions. You've still got to think Lulawai's got to come back. Locke's got to come back. Uh, you know, Townsend over there, I reckon he's going to turn out to be one of the buyers of the season. He looks like he's really stabilised. Johnson, friend, friend's healthy. He looked brilliant in the trials as well. So uh, with that coupled with all those outstanding forwards they've got and powerful back Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Warriors grind, like I just don't know if the Warriors play the Roosters, can they grind away or, or South or Melbourne? That is the yeah. question, but I'm just after what I've seen, I think that there's even I'm, in the nines, they they when they were, yeah, were allowed to play their football, half they, those they guys, were good. Half and then, those guys aren't playing first, grade. but they played the Cowboys. Some twenties in New South Wales Cups kids, I know, and you can't take the, the nines. You know, the same thing. There was all this hoo ha about them in the nines. Hoo ha, hoo ha. They're going to win. They come up against a side that can defend, and they go bang out the back door. Yeah, but it was nines and half of them are twenties kids. So I understand. I'm not, I'm not I just, about that. just a culture thing in, for the Warriors. Yeah, it is. It, it, it definitely is, and, and that's. That's really something. That's something they really have to address, and I, I believe they will. I think that um, the, the longer they're in the competition, the, the more their players get accustomed to NRL standards. And you know, some of the some of the, uh, the big Polynesian boys who are built like brick shit houses, all they've got to, if they, once they learn the subtle hand movement um, of offloads, uh, that everything's not 100 miles an hour. Sometimes you can go 75 percent, and just you know, get a little before the line and right the line. Passing going, they, they could be anything, you know. And a few of their forwards are starting to develop that now. And once they all develop it, uh, look out. Mm. Well, what about your wooden spoon, mate? Uh, a lot of people have got conjecture about that, but who do you see getting the spoon? Mate, I will. I think it's look. I, oh, it's a hard one to pick this year. I, I said um, Tigers last year. Um, I don't think they'll get it this year, but they'll be in the mix. I think. Um, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be out of them um, and the Raiders. I think um, yeah, we like the Raiders. Yeah, we've both got the Raiders down. Milford, there. Milford's the next actor. If Milford, you know, again, he's he's already signed for Broncos in fifteen, <laughs> so that that could play out anyway. You know, he's only a young kid with a big future, but um, until you, you get your life settled away from the footy field, you can't produce your best. And I, I don't think we've seen the best of Milford yet because he's he's always had one one eye on home. So mm. um, hopefully. He proves us wrong because I, I, I think he's a good, he's a sensational player. I'd love to see it at a high level. Yeah, most definitely. Well, what about a Dally M? Do you see anyone standing out for that, or do you reckon we're going to see the usual contenders hanging around? Well, we'll see the usual contenders, um, but I'll throw in the bloke who I can't be more impressed with, and I know he cost the Warriors a, a, an arm in the league, but I think he's going to be worth it. And it's Sam Tonkin, so mm. I think he could be a real dark horse for the, the Dally M. Mm. He plays twenty or twenty-two games. <clears throat> I, I think. He'll be in the points most weeks if, if the Warriors win. Um, you know, he's that type of player who will be in the game all the time. He's, a, he's very much a, a he's a cross between Brett Hodgson and Darren Lockyer when he played fullback. Mm. Um, and he's just got the, he's just such a, he goes a dummy half when he has to do for a scoot and makes ground. And um, Yeah, I, look, I, I love the way he plays. Um, I didn't think he'd be this good. And he looks he looks like he's ready and tough. And, and that's, he could be the, the big X factor for the Warriors. All right, so you see them as your dark horse of Warriors? You think they'll be their dark yeah. horse? Obviously, Penrith as well. I think Dragons too. I think, I think give Dragons time. I think 
they're not even a small pack, but if I can if I can manufacture another front row from somewhere, yeah. drink someone up from the twenties. That I'm not sure if they've got any cattle down there. But if you're gonna, well, they don't have big boppers. You can't have Jack DeBellin and and Ben Crow. Uh, and Ben Crow in the front row. Yeah. Um, or Trent Marin in the front row. You know, Trent Marin's a ball playing back row. You yeah. don't have him in the centres. I agree. Um, but they need some size and they need it quickly because I think they've, got, they've almost got a, a back line that can, can worry people. If, yeah. Uh, the two halves, Widdop and Sam Williams, quick. Yeah, and then you got Young Mitrain, you got Josh Dugan, so yeah, they've definitely got the keys there. Um, what about a slider, mate? You think South might slide, or is there anyone else who you think might slide out of the eight? Oh, look, I. Yeah, I suppose if I had to pick one, it'd be, it'd be them. Um, yeah. Maybe Newcastle. I think maybe Newcastle overachieved last year. We agree, yeah. Uh, Newcastle, um, alarm bells yeah. are ringing now, Mullins gone. And I, they well, don't have yeah, a, yeah, a record. All, all, all them older boys are you older. So, yeah. yeah. Um, in footy terms, it's like two years older. Um, yeah. So every year you blow 20 you are, it's like having, you know, you've played two games or something because you've got so much energy and vitality. Once you get to 34, 35 in this game as a forward, yeah. It's, it's it takes to its toll. Yeah. yeah, it does. And that's just, that's just genetics. Well, mate, Evolu- or evolution, should say. Yeah. Well, what about a $100 sure bet? If you're going to have a crack on anything, what do you reckon? Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, We've only got good ones around here, mate. Come on. I'll say, if there's a market for... Um, the most 40-20s, I will say <laughs> that Sean Johnson will do that as well. I think Warriors is going to have one of use. Brilliant. I was going to say, if there's a market for most times going to ground without being touched, get on Chris Sandow. He's a shoe-in. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks good. He looks good in the early days. I know it's on the early days. Para. We know what's speaking about Parra's wooden spooners. Or I think everyone likes what's, got, what's happening with Parra. I'll tell you the best thing about Parramatta. We haven't heard anything out of the joint, which is that's great. Right. Which that's is exactly great. Right. You know, the, the focus, obviously, for them is on the field, and that's where it needs to be. So. Yeah. yeah, 100%. That's a good call. Mate, one last one for you, and I especially put the, this one in. We haven't mentioned this with anyone else, but I love talking about it. We had plenty of conversations about this last year. Who's the first coach to get sacked? I'm on Steve Price or Griffin, but at the moment I'm kind of death-riding Griffin. Yeah, you, you, you've got to say it to them too. Um, you look at the other team, that, you know, Mick Potter might be one of them. You could throw in the mix. Um, You'd have to I, think I, I, I think any team, that's, any team that's one and eight after uh, one and seven after eight rounds is going to be Ooh. looking for another job. Or, or I can see in my, in my headlights here is Kevin Walters supposedly missed out on the Cowboys jobs because of his computer skills, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. He's gone to Newcastle. Griffin just can't take a trick. They looked absolutely horrible. And I think if they reckon ten games is the mark, I reckon if we get five or six games in and they've only got one or two wins, he'll be out. And I think Kevin Walters will find himself saddled up at the Broncos. There you go. You heard it here first. That's a big prediction there from the Lewis Shepherd. Well, last year, last year I death rode Elliot. I death rode Price. I'm just going to keep death riding people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it. He's an absolute <laughs> narc, this bloke. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to keep handing it on. But uh, as always, big fella, thanks for your predictions, and we look forward to talking to you through the year. Can't wait, boys. I must have taken a little bump to uh, kindy gym and do a few uh, handstands. Oh, great times. You're going to join in, obviously. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to squeeze in my man Kenny. I'll talk yes. to you soon. No worries, mate. Have a good one. See you, champions. See you, mate. Well, with Sporting Bet coming on board this year, uh, the big brother of bet we welcome now Andrew Brown onto the fifth and last podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, very good, Lewis. Pumped uh, for the start of the season. Exciting stuff. Looking forward to that first game on Thursday night. 
Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a cracker. Um, we'll explain to the viewers basically what we're going to do here. We're going to every week Andrew's going to come on. Um, we're going to go through the games. Me and Lewis are going to pick the line or attempt to pick the line. Um, Andrew's then going to. Uh, tell us the the line and uh, the odds, um, and give you all the details um, heading into uh, the games this, or on any particular weekend where the smart money's going. So um, we tee off this week uh, Thursday night season opener: South versus the Roosters out at ANZ Stadium. Um, I've got the Roosters as a three and a half point favourite. What have you got, Louis? Fair enough. I've got the Roosters as a favourite as well. Uh, I've got five and a half though. Five and a half. All right. Well, Brock, it looks like you're closest. Uh, the Roosters at this stage, two-point favourites at $1.77. Souths, $2.05. Been a bit of backing for the Roosters, so that line might might get a little bit longer there for the uh, for the Roosters, um, particularly with all those doubts uh, around Reynolds for Souths. OK. Um, Friday night, again, ANZ Stadium. The Bulldogs, they take on the Broncos. I've got the Dogs as five-and-a-half-point favourites. Yeah, I've got the Dogs at three-and-a-half. Okay, the doggies four and a half point favourites at a dollar fifty-seven. Brisbane two dollars forty. Um, good early backing for the Bulldogs, particularly after that sort of poor trial form from Brisbane. Okay, uh, Saturday afternoon game I'll be attending out at Penrith Stadium. Uh, the Penrith Panthers they take on the Newcastle Knights. I've got the Panthers as three and a half point favourites. Lou, I've also got three and a half, so oh, that's not really helping. <laughs> The Panthers, a uh, bit of a tricky game. They are favourites, just one and a half point Ooh. favourites at a dollar seventy-four. Newcastle, two dollars ten. Both sides with new halves, combos, and Mullen out. So a bit of a tricky game for mm. the punters. This one, so I'll far. be, uh, I'll be having a crack at oh, that. I think, I think that's true. Yeah, hundred percent bang on there. It's very intriguing. Penrith have got a lot of new parts there that have to come together. I think they'll come good later on, and it will be very interesting to see if Tyne Roberts can uh, hold the fort down on his own. Alrighty, Saturday night at Brookvale, we've got the Manly Sea Eagles. They take on the Melbourne Storm. I've got the Sea Eagles as one and a half point favourites. Louis? Well, I've got the Sea Eagles at three and a half. Bang on, Louis. They are three Ooh. and a half uh, point favourites. Manly, $1.60. Melbourne, $2.35. Obviously, the home ground uh, advantage for, Ma- for Manly and a few queries around sort of Cronk and Slater as well. So, yeah, we've got Manly as the minus, uh, the three and a half point favourites. Beautiful. All right, uh, the nightcap, uh, the one up there. In the north of Queensland, the Cowboys, they take on the Raiders. Um, I've got the Cowboys as eight-and-a-half-point favourites. I've got them at ten-and-a-half, the Cowboys. Brock strikes back, eight-and-a-half-point favourites, the (laughs) Cowboys. $1.36 with Sporting Bet. Canberra, $3.15. Cowboys should be winning this one. They should be. Um, Sunday afternoon, ANZ Stadium. Uh, The Dragons, they take on the Tigers. Uh, I've got the Dragons, one-and-a-half-point favourites. I've got the Dragons, three-and-a-half-point favourites. (laughs) Brock, you might be getting a job here soon. The Dragons, one and a half point favourites, $1.77. The Tigers, $2.05. The Dragons were heavily backed early. We had a a better $10,000 at the $1.70, but they've sort of drifted a little bit uh, lately, especially with Dugan uh, and the injury cloud around him. Beautiful. All right, Sunday night football, probably our favourite time to sit down and watch the footy. Uh, Parramatta Eels versus the New Zealand Warriors. I've got the Warriors as five and a half point favourites in this one. Tough one. I found this one pretty difficult. Yeah, well, in my own mind, I had a bit, a bit of a longer line than that, but yeah. I've reeled it back in. I'm six and a half. Uh, the Warriors, three and a half point Off. favourites. Uh, in saying that, there has been a, a fair bit of support for them. They're a dollar sixty from a dollar seventy. Mm. Parramatta, two dollars thirty-five. So it could, you know, get out to uh, the sort of lines that you guys are talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, last year the, it was a similar sort of scenario. Everyone expected the Warriors to go in there and 
smashed Parramatta and ended up being the other way around. Um, Parramatta tailed the Warriors up, so maybe that's fresh in the mind of punters. But uh, Monday night footy, the Sharks, uh, to cap off the round, they take on the Titans. I've got the Sharks as three-and-a-half-point favourites. Yeah, I'll take the Sharks, uh, one-and-a-half. Okay, the Sharks are four-and-a-half-point favourites at a dollar fifty-five with Sporting Bet. The Titans, $2.45. He's bloody changing his lines here on the run. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to clash. Absolute cheat. 2 1. Yeah, well, we had a few clashes there. I had to do something. You can't, have, you can't have everything be splitting, can we? No. All right. Um, any any promotions this week, um, Andrew, that are coming up for Sporting Bet heading into round one? Yeah, actually, we've got a, a cracker, Brooke, um, Brock, sorry, I should say, for the. <laughs> I Thursday get that all night. the time. <laughs> <laughs> for the Thursday night and Friday night game, uh, back a team head to head. If they score just 12 points or more but lose the game, you get your money back. So it's a, a cracking promotion for the Thursday night game with uh, Souths and, and the Roosters and the Friday night game between the, the Bulldogs and Broncos. If either of those teams score 12 points or more but lose the game, you get your money back at Sporting Bet. Beautiful. Oh, there's nothing any punter loves more than getting his money back. <laughs> After he gets dusted. Whether it be a win or whether it is off a dirty loss like that. But, uh, Andrew, thanks a lot for coming on. I'm sure this will uh, get better and better as the weeks go by and uh, we get get a bit more chemistry and you'll figure get, out how we're going to work. You'll get better. Yeah, well, you're, you're the one with the gambling problem, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Correct? <laughs> I, I will get no better. No worries, fellas. That was a pretty impressive first-up performance. Yeah. Well done. No worries, mate. Thanks a lot for your time. And always remember, if you're going to have a bet, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. A big thanks again to Andrew Brown and the crew at Sporting Bet for coming on board this year. The, uh, the upgrade from Centibet has been nice, and uh, it's great to have them on board. They're very good backers of the show. All right, just we'll explain how that's going to work. Like every week, we're going to just come on. Uh, me and Louie are going to predict our lines, obviously, before we uh, go on air um, of, a, of a Monday night once the, uh, the round wraps up. Uh, the lines are released usually on Tuesday um, at noon. Uh, this week we got a bit of a scoop there on the lines. They're not actually up until tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday. But what's going to happen, we'll just predict the lines. Whoever's closest gets the win. If we've both got the same line, obviously it gets split. And then we'll just keep a track of who wins every week. So that's one win to me. Um, Louis on the duck egg and we'll, we'll go again next week. So um, I picked, I think, five lines there. Um, not bang on, but I was closest on five. And we split two of them and Louis won one. So... Mm. Um, as I said before, we can tell who's got the gambling problem. Exactly. <laughs> some, someone here studied a lot of form guides. And, uh, <laughs> some of us over here just don't punt that much. But if I do have a punt, it is with Sporting Bet. There's no mm, doubt tops. about that. But uh, moving on now, we'll have Mr. Gossip on. We're going to start our tipping comp up again for this year. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, he will give his predictions for the 2014 season, as we have done, and Nick Tedeschi and MG. So at the end of the year, we've obviously got a good gauge there of who was uh, correct, and last but not least, any news that he may have in the pipeline he'll be giving to us. So, joining us now, Mr Gossip. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr Gossip. And it's the return, the big wig, the man who scrapes all the information out of the bottom of the barrel and serves it up to you, fresh and daily. It's uh, Mr. Gossip. What's going on, buddy? Hey, gentlemen. How are we? Not too bad. Did you get a tan or what? Um, I did, yeah. Jeez, it seems like a long off season, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, I know. Well, that only ended sort of 
December for us anyway, but um, yeah, it rolls around pretty quick and for uh, all, all the better for it having it back anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad all the pre-season and nine shit's over. We can get into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we don't have too much cooking in the pipeline. Uh, we, obviously, one issue, but we don't need to touch on that. But, mate, predictions for the year. Uh, what are your thoughts coming up for this season? Uh, your, your premiers, first of all. Uh, premiers, look, I think um, everyone would agree with well, Most people would agree, and that's just the Roosters. I just, you can't go past the Roosters and their, and their lineup. I think they've got the best lineup in the comp, and, yeah, they haven't really lost anyone. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll go back-to-back. The first club to go back-to-back since the Broncos in the Super League days. Yeah, well, I think everyone probably agrees. The only thing that could really stop them this year uh, would be a combination of, obviously, the injuries, Origin and, and themselves pretty much because they really do have a loaded side. But, Bit of player unrest. Yeah, pretty much. But on the flip side, yeah. uh, minor premiership, I'm guessing you're dishing out to the Roosters as well? Yeah, they were consistent last year and there's, um, yeah, they don't have a whole lot of Origin stars. Um, I mean, it depends, I guess, if they go with Mitchell Pearce again. But look, either way, I just, you know, I think the Roosters are just too consistent. Yeah, well, they've got good depth too, so well, they that, can cover their key positions. That's the beautiful thing for them because it's Jennings disappears. They just put Orbison out there, and Kenny Dow moves to a wing. Uh, and in the halves, they've probably got some of the better depth. You've got Mortimer, who's played in a grand final as a half. Uh, they got Samasoni Lange from last year, who's played for Tonga and played some NRL. And they've just stolen uh, former great for them, Kevin Hastings. His son Jackson is one of the hottest sought-after properties in, in the junior ranks. He's another halfback, so they've got coverage in those positions. He's a good little player. There's a few clips on uh, on him on YouTube if you look his name up. He's a little flyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've definitely got their, their stuff sorted out. But uh, what about the, the Spoon, mate? This is probably the one that a lot of people are juggling a couple of teams around with. Yeah, look, I predicted the Dragons last year to get the Spoon, and I reckon they would have got it if they didn't sign Dugan halfway through the year. Jeez, um, the toss-up for me between um, the Dragons and the Tigers, but... I think the Tigers might have a little bit more depth than the Dragons, so I'll go the Dragons the second year in a row. Well, oh, Steve Price says he's got the team he wants and gossip. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the power swing. <laughs> Mate, Steve Price won't see, see uh, Origin. He won't, he'll be gone by Origin. He'll be gone by, gone by Easter, a lot of people are predicting. Yeah, well, so. I'm death riding Griffin first, but, you know, either yeah. way. So. Oh, I think the Dragons will be improvers, so um, that's just me. Someone, someone's it's, going. It's yeah. good. I think, like last year, we all sat here and said eels, 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 eels. So it's good that there's a bit of conjecture about who's going to get the spoon. So yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, sure. it's nice not for everyone to just be able to heap on Parramatta for once. Yeah. But uh, what about the Dalian, mate? That's one that uh, there's obviously a regular field. But uh, do, you, do you have somebody in mind, an outsider, or someone from the regulars? Yeah, no. It's um, I think look, I think Thurston will get it now. He's got little bubs and all that crap's out of the way for him. He can just concentrate on his footy. Um, I'm expecting a big year from the Cowboys and JT. I'm with you. Yeah, right, Brock's... Yeah, right, I've kind of slipped my uh, reservations back a little bit after throwing so much weight behind them last year. I've still got them in my eight, but uh, I'm not going to be chucking the grand final prediction there like I did last year. They really did me, uh, good. Did me a good burn, the old Cowboys. <laughs> but uh, Big fan. But what about top point scorer, mate? Who do you think is going to carve that one up? Jeez, oh, that's a hard one. Uh, back in the days, you just select Cousin El Masri every year and you'd win. Um... You've got to look at a good goal kicker. Um, I guess, look, Thurston looks like he might be goal kicker now with Cootie out, so I'll go JT for that as well. Brill. He's on board the, the Jonathan Thurston bandwagon big time, this boy. <laughs> <Yeah, mate. laughs> no, well, top try scorer, you're obviously going to go Dave Simmons, seeing he's your best mate. Oh, the podcast's favourite winger. The <laughs> winger of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I'll go, I'll go Simmons. I did have him penciled down oh, here. So. Oh, wow. 
He did yeah, have, he, did, mate. He, he literally did have him penciled down. I'm just playing games, but all right. No, nah, he's, he's down. Scored a hat trick against the Eels a couple of weeks ago in the trial. No, I'll, give, I'll give you the hot dip, hot tip at $81 if he uh, stays healthy, Josh Mansour, because they've put him on Faray's side now. So get ready to see Simmons show his real colours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Cleary's not. Uh, Ivan Cleary's not a dumb bloke. He's figured that one out and said, if that bloke can score four on the other side, running off no one, I'm going to put him with Faray, and this will turn into absolute bullion. Uh, just like that, Saucer's got his gloves on this year. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, what about your dark horse, mate? Who's uh, who's the team you think is going to surprise everybody? Look, everyone's saying Penrith, but I'm going to steer away from Penrith because, um, as you know, I'm not a huge Stanford fan. Um, and I'm not just saying this because of the Nines, but I think the Cowboys, um, from all the rumours I'm hearing up north, is they absolutely hate everyone. They hate their mothers. They hate their fathers. Good. They hate everyone after what happened to them at the end of last year with the NRL. Um, they're filthy and everything. So, uh, you know what? And, you know, Queenslanders alike when they have that uh, us and them mentality. So beware of the Cowboys this yeah, year. I've, I've got them up there. Brilliant. I've got them up there. I just like that. They hate their mothers and their fathers. If they're standing, just <laughs> yeah. a complete, just a complete hate train towards everything and yeah, everyone. Good. Uh, they do. They hate everything up there. They've got that siege mentality up there. They've just won the nines. I'm not basing it off that boys. I couldn't give a shit about the nines, but it just goes to show their mentality. Yeah, well, that'd be pretty dirty too if it was tropical, 38 degrees, and 90 percent humidity every single day. But, uh, what, do you, what, what do you reckon? <laughs> That's right. That's mid strength. None of that. None of that in New South Wales. But uh, what about a slider, mate? Who do you think is going to uh, drop away a bit this year? I think it's a pretty easy one, boys. I think it's the Bulldogs. Um, they've lost their X factor. Uh, we saw how bad they went last year when Benny Barber was on the park. Um, I think the Bulldogs are going to have to change their strategy a little bit. Maybe have to go back to the 80s and just uh, bash people out of games. Yeah. Uh, but they do like to go side to side a lot. So yeah, I think the Bulldogs will be my slider. Although, having said that, I've got them in the eight, but just. Yeah, we're yeah. the same, mate. Well, I've, I've got them at eight. We both had Newcastle, I think. Uh, a lot of people keep saying that Mullen's really not that important, but I think it's a combination of things. It's Mullen, uh, can Roberts handle on his own? Is Gidley going to last a full season playing in the middle? He's broken down numerous times. Uh, and the Ford pack, you know, they're another year older, so not too sure about Newcastle just yet. But uh, last but not least, mate, $100 certain bet for the year. If there was something you were going to chuck a hundo on, what, what do you think's an absolute shoe-in? Uh, New South Wales to win the series. <laughs> oh, boom. He, he... God. Every year. We didn't need it. Every year. There it is. <laughs> He's thrown New South Wales under the bus. It's, you, we, it's our time. If we, if we, <laughs> if we, if we I've heard that for the last five years. <laughs> we've never we've never gone into a series without just shutting our pipe holes. Oh. And it, I think that would do us the world a good bud. <laughs> I think, oh, I'm, I'm just scared. I'm scared what Laurie is going to do this time around. He thinks that he's got it all sorted, but I'm not so sure that we can trust Laurie. And if Tommy Rodonicus's words are anything to go off, uh, yeah, Laurie, pressure's on, son. Mm. Tommy's after you, J-O-B. The knives are out. That's right. All right, well, I suppose we've got all your predictions. We'll see who comes up trumps at the end of the year out of us three. But back to what we loved doing last year. Let's see who's going to come up trumps in the uh, the tipping comp year two. What, what was the result last year? You guys had a draw, didn't you? No, we had it was a draw won, and I won, won the tiebreaker. So. We had to get all bloody World Cup series just yeah. to sort it out. Bad luck. Yeah. Bad luck. Poland but, versus Germany or something in the World well, Cup. You, are, you did a, I did a Stephen Bradbury, basically. I had to just go against you, wait for you to fall, fall over, over, and you did. You fell over. So. Yeah, I was riding the night pretty heavy in that semi final campaign. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I was the bloke in the first race that just happy to be there at the well, end. We had the pick know. in the grand final. He backed Manly in the grand final. Yeah. And I just I had to take the roosters. And I was actually complete, I was very stunned about that. But you know, at the end of the day, you, you did it the right and proper way. You had the draw. You went the long way around the mountain, but we yep. got a result. So and, Brock, uh, rightfully on top, Brock Thank inaugural you. champion. But let's kick it off for this year. Starting off Thursday night, it's the kickoff. It's the rivalry game. It's the Rabbitohs versus the Sydney Roosters at ANZ Stadium. And uh, Brock, we'll let the champion tip first. Um, I'm going to go the Roosters, obviously, uh, especially with South injuries. But also remembering last year that South absolutely murdered the Roosters in this game, um, gave them a real good touch-up. So uh, opening game of the season embarrassed East. So I think. Uh, on the back of having the World Club Challenge here, that definitely helped. Um, I think they'll be ready to go, the Roosters. Well, I think, uh, Gossip, you put something up today of the Rabbitohs putting footage up about that dramatic try and the Roosters retweeted them and said, do we have to send through what that happened in top. round 26? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beauty. you got to love that rivalry. It's the best rivalry in Australian sport, in my opinion. No, oh, absolutely outstanding. What about you, mate? Uh, number two, you get, you get second pick of the lot here. Yeah, sure. I, I've got to go to the Roosters too, boys. Um, watching the, the World Cup Challenge, they're impressive. The Chilkson, oh, I mean, also the Bunnies, they were good against the Dragons, but the Dragons, Jesus, they were, <laughs> that was ordinary a performance by them. But, um, yeah. yeah, you got to say the Chilks. Yeah, well, I'm on the Roosters. I was big on them last year. I'm massive on them again. If they don't win the comp in my eyes, I think that's a massive letdown because that side is just absolutely loaded. But uh, the lone Friday night fixture, this will only be uh, for one week. Next week, we go back to the double. It's ANZ Stadium again, and what a cracker this one's looking to be. It's the Bulldogs versus the Broncos. They've took Benny Barber, and they won't let Hoffman go the other way. I'm feeling a bit of bad blood again in this one. Mm, who you got? Me. I'm going the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, I don't care that they don't have a fullback. That forward pack is ridiculous. Uh, Des Hasler can't do wrong two years in a row. The bite is there from round one. That's a good thing. Tony Williams cannot play any worse. I've got expectations on the forward pack, not so much the backs, but I think they'll, they'll be able to win just by bashing Brisbane out of the yeah. game. Judging uh, the form line, I know you don't really have a great form line this time of the year, but the uh, the Broncos look like they struggled with the Warriors forward pack in that uh, last trial game, and they the Broncos are pretty much um, a full strength. So I'm going to pick the Dogs, uh, but... I've got my concerns over the Bulldogs, especially if they can't find someone to fill in at fullback. But uh, I think the conditions um, here will suit. It's going to be a damp surface, soggy surface, especially if we get some more rain. So I think that'll suit the Dogs. They'll just play up the middle, and I don't think Brisbane will be able to handle it. I'm going to go the Drongos, the old Broncos. Oh. Um. <laughs> he's, at, he's at his best again here. He's yeah, always, always got to buck the trend at some point, don't you? <laughs> I can just tell. I mean, if the Broncos lose this first game, the Knives are going to be out already for the Broncos. I know it's only one game, but mm. there's so much pressure up north from um, ex-players and the press and media and whatnot up there. and They've just got to win it, boys. I know, I know it's only round one, but I really do. They've got to start the season well. If the Dogs lose, then people are just going to go, oh, well, you know, they'll get in there. Hazel will get them there, but, geez, the Broncos have really got to win this one. Yeah, well, the Knives are definitely out for Griffin, but uh, kicking off on Saturday at Sporting Bet Stadium, uh, you're two crew, you blokes over here, or Brock's a Titans and a Panthers man, but you're a Panthers man. Uh, we've got them playing the Newcastle Knights. Uh, no Jared Mullen. We don't quite know the makeup yet. Supposedly Gidley will be playing nine and Boyd will be staying at the back with Dobson in the halves with Roberts, but uh, what are we feeling? I think the Panthers will win. Um, plain and simply because of that. Mullen's out. There's conjecture over where they're going to play. I think Penrith are looking to start uh, their home season uh, on a high, and I think Again, conditions will suit um, and Penrith to win. Gossip, what do you reckon, yeah. Chow? Yeah, I'm going to go the Panthers as well. Um, yeah, Mullins a huge factor. 
uh, while I'm picking the Panthers and the Panthers as well. Um, traditionally, they like Saturday football. They always seem to win on a Saturday. They hate Sundays, but they win on a Saturday. So, mm. um, so they yeah. can go over to the Panthers after, mate. <laughs> Right, I think have so a few sherbets and maybe uh, put on a free feed for them. Tops. Great times. <laughs> All the more reason to play better. All right, well, clean sweep on the pennies right there. But the other one, the one I'm looking forward to, even though there may be one or two players missing, it's at Brookvale. Uh, there's plenty of hate. A couple of grand finals play between them. It's the Manly Seagulls versus the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I'll go first. I've tipped Manly. I absolutely hate saying that, but there's still question marks over whether Billy and Cooper are going to play. And even if they do play, I think virtually having no time uh, in the off-season there with the boys in the trial games or anything of that regard. I think it might take a week or two for that to kind of come back together for Melbourne. So I'm going Manly. Uh, I think they're, they're always fast starters. The Storm, I'm going to tip the Storm. Um, I think Man, uh, Manly are traditionally a little bit slow out of the blocks. Um, I like the Storm. I think they're well coached. Uh, I just think if, if the big three play and they're anything near their best, Manly's a massive rivalry game, especially with Manly sort of beating them last year, really, didn't they, Melbourne? So, yeah, the back end of the um, year. Yeah, they got it over them. So I think this will be a bit of a statement game for the Storm, especially away from home at Brookvale. Tough place to go. I'm going to see the Storm. Hey, would you start say it was at Brookvale? Yeah, Brookvale. Yeah, yeah I, I've got to go mainly, I think. Um, like you said, the, the Storm haven't really had much of a chance to gel until the back of last, last year. So, um, yeah, I think mainly... Yep, well, the game to finish us off, 1300 Smile Stadium. It's the Cowboys versus the Canberra Raiders. Again, uh, one that should be a little bit interesting. Donnie Ferner, or David Ferner, should I be saying, headed up there now. Probably gave a bit of the inside scoop. Canberra uh, looking to miss Shillington, possibly Lars as well. Uh, Coots missing for the Cowboys, but we heard that Michael Morgan's been thrown in to that fullback role. And if, if that works out, I think that's brilliant because I really like him. He's a great ball runner. Uh, you can add what you need in a fullback as far as ball playing is concerned. So I'm, I'm getting right behind that. I'm on the Cowboys. Yeah, statement game for the Cowboys back in 13 plus. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say the same thing. 13 plus, uh, Cowboys, easy. Easy one. Great times. Well, here's the stinker of the round, I think, if we uh, look at it on paper. <laughs> it's the first Sunday game. It's the Channel 9 game, which is very suitable. So you have to wait the bloody hour on delay to get a look at it. But it's the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the West Tigers. Another one. Uh, at ANZ Stadium, uh, we've got Dugan missing. We've obviously got the Garvey drama. The Tigers have had a, a very disrupted preseason for what hasn't been spoken. A lot of their players carrying niggles, a couple off surgery. So uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm going to go the Dragons, but I'm really not confident at all. The only thing that's steering me away from the Tigers is that Brooks, Simona, Nofaluma, Galloway, they've just had a lot of guys that have had a really disrupted preseason. Yeah, I'm going to go the Dragons. I've got no reason not to think that they'll uh, put in a pretty good performance if they're ever going to put one in it's now I mean they're under pressure new combinations Charity Shield wasn't real good so I think they'll flip that form line and the Tigers just don't look that good on paper yeah I'm going to get the other way boys I'm going to get the Tigers and an upset um, I just think that the Dragons are just aren't the Dragons about Dugan he was everything to the Dragons at the end of last year and um, he's the only one that seems to bust tackles get line breaks anyone that looks interested actually so I think the Tigers have been this one who slots to fullback fullback for the Morris or uh, he said that Quinlan's going to get it. Okay, I don't mind. Quinlan, Quinlan was an actual fullback before they played him in the halves last year, but he's very versatile. Uh, yeah. Price is a big fan, said he's been rewarded for his hard work. So oh, good. He's going to get the crack at the back. Yeah. But uh, moving on to the other one, I'm really looking forward to this game. It's not something you could say very often about Parramatta, but new coach, new spine, uh, and the Warriors. I reckon the Warriors are going to be brilliant. But that one there at Pertec Stadium in Parramatta, Sunday night footy, I reckon it'll be a cracker. I'm on the Warriors. 
plain and simple, but I think we'll see a much improved Parramatta side. Yeah, this game worries me. I, was, I said it previously when we were um, speaking to Andrew from Sporting Bet that, um, you know, last year everyone was tipping the Warriors to Taupo in this game and um, it went the other way. Parramatta came out and smashed the Warriors. But I want to tip the Warriors. I think it'll be a lot closer than what people think and Parramatta will give a good showing. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Warriors too, boys. Um, I had to go back to the Niners, but geez, the Warriors, they really, if they threw that away, I think they'd be pretty pretty cranky, pissed off at themselves about that, and um, I think they'll be unhappy chappies and give Parramatta a bit of a serve. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And to finish us off, Monday Night Football, Battle of the Beaches. I'm absolutely looking forward to this one again because it's just, it's forward pack on forward pack. you got Gallon, Tagatizi, Fafita. You've got a couple of angry mugs there, and they're coming up against the likes of Bird. Harrison and Taylor. It's the Cronulla Sharks at home at Ramonda Stadium versus the Titans. Brock, what do you think? Titans. I'm going with He's them. The I'll, give, I'll give them a chance early. If they stab me in the back again like they did last year, I'll be quick to, to drop them on the floor. Well, I'm a bit worried about your centre combination, and for that reason, I'm going to be going the Sharks. I, I think, think um, it'll just be a game in the middle. Albert Kelly, I think, might be an X factor. Todd Carney for the uh, Sharks, obviously. I think one of them will bust the game open. Yeah, um, otherwise, I don't think you, the Sharks aren't real good on the edges either. Well, so. I think, you know, my theory, when they play at the prison, they get the results, so I'm backing them at the prison. Well, it was a great game last year. It was, a, it was a Sunday night game last year, round one, and I think it was 12-10, so I expect something similar. Well, Gossip, you're the icebreaker here. What do you got? Yeah, well, I usually like going the underdog in uh, Monday night footy because more often than not, it comes up trumps. But um, look, I'm going to go to the Sharks. I think the Sharks uh, are too strong for them. Well, this is uh, looking pretty good to start off with. We've got a, about two or three different, so we're going to find a bit, bit of a score difference straight away from week one. So, mm. oh, I'll, be t- I'll be ahead straight away, tops. Good to have you back on. Good to have you back on board, brother. We've got uh, the tips. We'll see how the predictions work out in the end of the year, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you week to week. No worries, boys. I'll give you some gossip next week. No worries, mate. Have see you, buddy. A big thanks to Mr. Gossip, as always. And just to wrap things up here, Brock's got our first sporting bet, charity bet of the year. And, Brock, what have we got? Uh, we're going to take a three-leg multi, the Penrith Panthers to beat the Newcastle Knights at $1.74, the North Queensland Cowboys to defeat the Canberra Raiders at $1.33, and the New Zealand Warriors to beat the Parramatta Eels at $1.60. That all uh, accumulates into the odds of $3.70. So hopefully yep. we can get that... Uh, Get that over the line this week and uh, kick off the year with a winning start. Mm, so taking out the 100 that uh, gets put on for free for us, that would be a nice $270 thrown in the bank. Uh, I believe we're still taking in uh, you know, discussion. Yeah, we're getting close to finalising a charity. So yeah, We've broken down the options, but uh, if you've got any other suggestions, if you're still out there on Twitter or Facebook or anything, feel free to uh, throw them in while we're still considering options. But for now, that wraps us up. Get ready for round one. Uh, if you want to contact us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Just a quick message before we go. Uh, we obviously posted the important message to hopefully get to any subscribers on iTunes. Uh, the transition is a weird one. iTunes actually haven't sent us an email yet. So what we're going to do is post this podcast on both Audioboo and Podomatic and figure out which well, we're one... Gonna, we're going to do that for probably the next six weeks to make sure everyone transitions over. Mm. So. And we're going to figure out which one's obviously got the feed. And uh, I saw a few people on Twitter asking us if we could post the new iTunes feed link once we know it. So we'll make sure that we do that over the next couple of weeks, like Brock said, so everything is as smooth as possible. But for now, guys, uh, enjoy in round one, and thank God the football's back. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?